48K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, the Deputy Director of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office says the electoral changes for Hong Kong aren't meant to impose political uniformity. Government adviser on the pandemic warns that a Covid outbreak connected to a Sain Poon Jim is a symptom of a fifth wave. And West Kowloon Court has been holding bail hearings, bail appeal hearings for 21 of the 47 pro-democracy figures charged with subversion or were either denied bail or withdrew their applications. The Deputy Director of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, Yang Xiaoming, says electoral changes for Hong Kong aren't meant to impose political uniformity and pan-democrats can still participate in elections and be elected. He was speaking at a press conference in Beijing about the plans which give new powers to the election committee to nominate and select lawmakers. Referring to previous behaviour from some pro-democracy lawmakers, Mr Zhang said the changes would remove what he called a circus performed by those who defiled the oath-taking process and engaged in filibustering and ugly brawls. He spoke to an interpreter. Anti-China destabilising elements cannot be simply equated with pan-democratic candidates. There are also patriots among the pan-democrats and they can still participate in the elections and be elected in accordance with law. Hong Kong's only delegate to the National People's Congress Standing Committee, Tam Yu-Chung, says he thinks the body will lay down more concrete details on the overhaul of the SCR's electoral system to save the SCR government time in making the necessary legal changes. Mr Tam says he expects a newly formed committee, which would vet election candidates, to be a statutory body. Speaking on RTHK, he said it would screen their past comments and behaviour to see whether they were trustworthy and to ensure that they complied with the national security law and the basic law at all times. The United States has criticised Beijing's changes to Hong Kong's electoral system, which will see an expanded election committee nominate candidates for the post of chief executive and the legislature. State Department spokesman Ned Price called the changes a direct attack on Hong Kong's autonomy, freedoms and democratic processes. British Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab said it would further undermine confidence and trust in Beijing. China's chargé d'affaires in London, Yang Xiaoguang, warned the UK not to interfere. We urge the British government not to intervene in any form of China's internal affair. Sanctions won't work. China is now the number two economy in the world, and we're the largest treating partner for more than 120 countries. And it's, it is our firm willingness to safeguard our interests at any cost. The European Union warned China it could take additional steps and would pay increased attention to the situation in Hong Kong. West Kowloon Magistrates Court has held a series of hearings to deal with appeals by 21 of the 47 pro-democracy figures charged with subversion under the national security law after they were previously refused bail. All have either been denied bail or have withdrawn their applications. Here's Vicky Wong. Chief Magistrate Victor So upheld his decision to refuse bail to League of Social Democrats members Leung Kwok Hong and Jimmy Sham, District Councillors Fergus Leung and Tiffany Yin, and activists Wong Ji Yu, Carol Ng, Gordon Ng, Lester Shum, Winnie Yu and Wong Pak Yu. Former pro-democracy lawmakers Aunok Hin, Wu Chi Wei, Chu Hoi Dick, Andrew Wan, Alvin Young and Lam Chak Ting and activists Joshua Wong, Owen Chow, Frankie Fung and Gwyneth Ho meanwhile withdrew their bail review applications and were remanded in custody. Former lawmaker Claudia Moe was also denied bail. 
Government advisor on the pandemic, David Hoy, has warned that an outbreak connected to a Saing Poon gym is a symptom of a fifth wave of COVID-19. Timmy Sung has details. Around 50 people connected to the gym had so far tested positive or preliminary positive. The Chinese University professor David Hoy told RTHK the cluster was almost a repeat of the outbreak at a dance studio that triggered the fourth wave. He said it remained to be seen if there would be any community outbreak in the next two weeks, so it was too early to say if fitness centres should close. Overnight, the government tightened measures for fitness centres, requiring everyone to wear a mask except when showering or eating. Professor Hui also blamed the media and the public for the drop in the numbers taking up coronavirus vaccines, saying they didn't understand local rates for heart diseases and stroke. He insisted people with chronic disease could get vaccinated as long as their conditions were under control. An episode of RTHK's current affairs show, Legco Review, which covered Beijing's electoral reforms for Hong Kong, did not go out of schedule last night. According to web records, the episode was hosted by an RTHK reporter and former Legco president, Sang Yuk Singh, with guests including former Democratic Party lawmaker Fred Lee. An old show was broadcast in its place. Veteran Democrat Emily Lau was also one of the guests interviewed for the episodes. She said the move was disturbing and unnerving. She urged the new director of broadcasting to explain. It is a very, very big story. So if they do something on it and they interview different people, that's understandable. And then to just pull the program like that at the last minute, it's very, very alarming. And it sends a very bad signal to the community that a program like that, which I'm sure is very balanced, it could be destroyed just because of the whim of the director. I think uh, you can ask him to confirm. I I think that is very, very unprofessional. State tabloid The Global Times says China will soon hold its first trial for two Canadians held since 2018 and charged with espionage last year. Natalie Cheng reports. Michael Spevor and Michael Kovrig were arrested in December 2018, shortly after Huawei senior executive Meng Wanzhou was arrested in Canada on a U.S. warrant. Beijing has repeatedly denied accusations that the two Canadians' arrest was linked to Meng's arrest in Canada. The trial has been repeatedly delayed because of the pandemic, but the Global Times report didn't specify when the trial might take place. Canada and the United States have repeatedly demanded China release the two Canadians, calling their arrest an act of hostage diplomacy. Joe Biden has delivered his first primetime address from the Oval Office since becoming president. He said his administration was on track to reaching his goal of delivering 100 million COVID vaccination shots ahead of schedule by his 60th day in office and not his 100th. He urged everyone to get the jab. If we do all this, if we do our part, if we do this together, by July the 4th, there's a good chance you, your families and friends We'll be able to get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood and have a cookout and a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day. After this long, hard year, that will make this Independence Day something truly special. He also condemned what he called vicious hate crimes against Asian Americans since the start of the pandemic, calling such acts an American and demanding they stop. The judge presiding over the trial of Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police officer accused of killing George Floyd, has said he will reinstate a third-degree murder charge. Derek Chauvin is already charged with second-degree murder as well as second-degree manslaughter. Third-degree murder charge carries a maximum sentence of 25 years. Last year, the same judge, Judge Peter Cahill, dismissed the charge. He explained today's decision change. 
based on the defendant's appeal, this Court of Appeals has made it very clear, yes, I was bound from the moment the opinion was filed. And I accept that. Uh, I even agree with the decision in State v. Chauvin that their opinions have precedential value immediately. United Nations expert on Myanmar says the military regime is probably committing crimes against humanity, including murder, torture and enforced disappearance. Thomas Andrews said he had credible evidence of at least 70 violent killings since last month's coup, and both democracy protesters and ethnic minority communities were being targeted. The country of Myanmar is being controlled by a murderous, illegal regime. Its current leadership perpetuated the atrocity crimes that are the focus of the charge of genocide before the International Criminal Court of Justice. As I documented in the annex to my report, the crimes against the Rohingya people continue. Since the coup, the Myanmar military has attacked and forcibly displaced several thousand members of ethnic nationalities from their homes. The special rapporteur called for sanctions and other coordinated action. The European Commission has approved a single-dose coronavirus vaccine made by Johnson & Johnson after it was cleared by the European Union's medicines regulator. It's the fourth vaccine to be approved by the European Medicines Agency after the Pfizer, Moderna and AstraZeneca ones. Supplies will come from the company's Belgian subsidiary, Janssen. Johnson & Johnson's chief scientific officer, Paul Stoffels, explained the benefits of this vaccine. It's easy to administer. Um, also, the stability at 2 to 8 Celsius, easy to distribute. And the efficacy, if you focus on the most severe part of the disease, which is severe disease, hospitalization and death, we showed 85% efficacy across the different continents, uh, across the different strains and different populations. So high efficacy to prevent disease, death and hospitalization. United States approved it last month and the World Health Organization is likely to list it for emergency use in the next few days. Norway, Denmark and Iceland are the latest European countries to suspend the use of the Oxford-AstraZeneca coronavirus vaccine after reports some people who've been given the jab have developed blood clots. The health health authorities stressed it was a precautionary measure and evidence of the vaccine's safety and efficacy was good. Gert Bukham is from the Norwegian Institute of Public Health. We don't have any conclusive data linking the vaccine to the case in Denmark, but we're operating out of a cautionary principle and pausing the use of the AstraZeneca vaccine until this issue has been thoroughly investigated. China's antitrust regulators are said to be considering a record fine on e-commerce giant Alibaba, who has suspected anti-competitive behaviour. Wall Street Journal said the fine could surpass the 975 million US dollars that Qualcomm paid in 2015. The regulators are also considering whether Alibaba should divest some assets unrelated to its main online retailing business. Founder Jack Ma's business empire has been under intense scrutiny by mainland regulators following his stinging criticism of the country's regulatory system in October. Finance and short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 29,344. That's 40 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $113 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 108.67 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 19 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 85 cents. Sport now, and here's Adam Chung. We start with football's Europa League, where Manchester United conceded a late equaliser and a one-all draw with AC Milan in their last 16 first leg at Old Trafford. The BBC's John Murray has more. 
The balance of the tie changed in a flash as Simon Kier headed the late equaliser for Milan from a corner after the visitors had dominated the closing stages. And with that, United were denied taking a lead into the second leg, which had been given to them by 18-year-old Ahmed Diallo. Within five minutes of coming on as a half-time substitute, recent signing Diallo produced a glorious, twisting, glancing header from a Fernandez pass to score the 18-year-old's first goal for the club. Earlier, Kessier had a goal ruled out for a handball for Milan. Maguire was remarkably denied by a post for United, but it is very nicely set up for next Thursday. There were also first leg wins for Arsenal and Tottenham. Arsenal won 3-1 away to Olympiacos, the side that knocked them out in the competition last season. Harry Kane scored both goals in Spurs' 2-0 win at home over Dinamo Zagreb. Roma, Villarreal and Ajax have also made winning starts. Rangers drew one all at Slavia Prague. On the ice, the Toronto Maple Leafs are back on the winning column. They ended a three-game slide by beating the Winnipeg Jets 4-3 in overtime with Austin Matthews scoring the winner for his league-leading 21st goal of the season. The Leafs picked up their 19th win, tied for most in the NHL, while extending their lead in the North Division by six points over Winnipeg. Here's our U.S. sports commentator, Ray Jovanovich. The North Division, comprising all seven teams from Canada, the home of hockey, started off the season strong especially the Toronto Maple Leafs, hockey's most iconic team. And it's really a combination of just high-octane offense, lots of gold, and great defense. And that's the issue with Toronto Maple Leafs as well. I must say that, you know, they're playing great defense, much better defense this year than they have in several years. And that's why they're, uh, they're right up there at the top as well. The Carolina Hurricanes pounded the Nashville Predators 5-1 to record their seventh straight win. The Canes moved two points clear off the Tampa Bay Lightning at the top of the Central Division. Tampa lost 6-4 to the last place Detroit Red Wings. In the NBA, Kyrie Irving dropped 40 points on his old team as the Brooklyn Nets got past the Boston Celtics 121-109. James Harden added 22 points for Brooklyn. The Nets have won 12 of 13 despite the absence of injured Kevin Durant. And for the first time this season, the Miami Heat have a winning record. They beat the Orlando Magic 111-103 behind 27 points from Jimmy Butler. Miami, who went to the NBA Finals last season, now have a record of 19 wins and 18 losses. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Deputy Director of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office says the electoral changes for Hong Kong aren't meant to impose political uniformity. And a government advisor on the pandemic warns that a COVID outbreak connected to a Sain Jim is a symptom of a fifth wave. And that's the news from RTHK. Legislation on national security in Hong Kong is designed to safeguard national sovereignty, security and development interests. It will also ensure that Hong Kong becomes a safer, more stable city. The legislation is aimed at an extremely small minority of those whose behavior and activities pose threats to national security. It will not affect the legitimate rights and freedoms enjoyed and exercised by Hong Kong residents in accordance with the law. National security law preserves one country, two systems and restores stability. The government is providing free COVID-19 vaccination for all residents. Priority groups include those who are highly susceptible to infection or have increased risk. You can book online. Vaccination is being offered at community vaccination centers in 18 districts, hospitals, and designated clinics in phases.
Outreach service at care homes is also provided. Protect yourself and others. Get vaccinated. Book at covidvaccine.gov.hk. Welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. Friday the 12th of March is today's date. Let's get the show on the road. Many thanks once again to Phil Whelan for the morning brew. 
We've got some great music coming away on this Friday afternoon. And first of all, we're going to start the show by talking about how to be your authentic self. And we'll be chatting with Sarah Calmetta, who is a coach and founder of 